And welcome into episode number 36 of We Went Blues. Barrett Jackman and Jeremy Rutherford of the Athletic St. Louis. We have a special guest with this podcast, the return of Joel Edmondson to St. Louis for tonight's game against the Carolina Hurricanes. Jax, it's good to see Eddie back in town. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, you know, have a have a jerk back uh, back here, uh, number six, and uh, one of the fan favorites. So, uh, welcome back, Eddie. Thanks, guys. Really good to see you guys again. And you know, it's nice to be back in St. Louis. So, how weird is it? Uh, you know, just jump off that plane in St. Louis. You're saying earlier that uh, you flew into a different airport. You're staying in a hotel, and uh, you know, you still see some, uh, you know, the Blues banner. So, what does that feel like uh, coming back into into St. Louis? Uh, it's, it's definitely weird, but it was it was nice flying over the city, seeing the arch, and uh, you know you, you get that excitement. And driving into town, you see all you know the the glorious stuff or the blue stuff in the windows of bars or whatever. Uh, just brings back good memories, and I'm just happy to be here. I'm looking forward to seeing some teammates, and uh, obviously got my parents coming down to the game, and it should be a great time, good, good experience. So flying over that arch, you bring back any memories of the uh, the parade, or did you have many memories after a couple of days of partying? Uh, I didn't really think about that when when we were flying over, but when we took the bus past it, I definitely had a picture in my head of you know all the fans underneath there and uh, where the stage was. So definitely brought back really good memories. Eddie, we did a player poll a couple weeks ago, and one of the questions was uh, which player had the most adult beverages last year at the parade, and uh, Jake Allen voted for you. He said you were kind of the ringleader for about three days. Yeah, I said, I mean, you never know if it's going to happen again, and I definitely enjoy my beer, so uh, I was just celebrating. I think uh, there was a lot of Bud Lights consumed uh, <laughs> that week, so I was just enjoying myself and having, having the time of my life. Pretty cool. Just like when Pat Maroon came back with the Tampa Bay Lightning, he got his Stanley Cup ring, and Doug Armstrong told us that uh, he kind of offered you the same opportunity. Would you want to have it when you come back with Carolina? And you said, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, So tonight, before the game, kind of a ceremony, just like with Pat Maroon, you get that Stanley Cup ring. Finally get to see it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I wasn't really expecting that. I I thought I might just go get dinner with the guys the night before, and uh, they might present it to me. But um, Army called me a couple weeks ago and said – they're going to do it before the game. Fly my fly my parents in for it. So, um, you know that's a that's a first class move by them. And uh, it, I was definitely wasn't expecting it, but I definitely appreciate it. And I know my parents are really excited. So you know the summer you're able to have the cup for uh, for you know twelve hours or what you you ended up having it for. Uh, what were some of the things that uh, you know you really wanted to do when you had the cup? I know it's a bit of a, a whirlwind and you're trying to do everything, but what was the you know that one special thing that that maybe you had a, a chance to do with it? Um, to be honest, I just I just wanted to share with my hometown. Um, you know, it's it's a hockey town uh, back Brandon, Manitoba. I think I was the first person to bring it back there. So, um, you know, I opened it up to the public for about four hours to come take a picture with it, um, get some autographs. And uh, that was really special to me. And then obviously just having family and friends around it um, at the nighttime at a nice little party at a local spot and, you know, just get everyone involved. Uh, You know, if it wasn't for, for all those people, I probably wouldn't be in the NHL. So I just definitely wanted to share with everyone else. Joel, let's go back to the trade. We haven't had a chance to talk to you that much. Obviously, you went through arbitration, and maybe your name had been out there a little bit, but still, I think, a shock at the time that the trade went down. Uh, Just your emotions when you found out about it. Obviously, tough to leave a Stanley Cup team, uh, but what was that like to to hear the news? Yeah, it was definitely a shock. You're never really prepared for it, but uh, I think my my agent 
did a good job of informing me, informing me what was going on. Uh, he called me a week before and said Carolina was, you know, was very interested. And so I had that in the back of my mind, but, you know, I didn't think it was going to happen that quick. But it was nice to get to Carolina before the season started. Got uh, two exhibition games under my belt before, you know, the, we got things going there. So uh, definitely caught me by surprise, but um, it was sitting in the back of my head. Uh, they have some good young defensemen coming up. Um, you know, a great decor back in, in St. Louis. So um, I was lucky to play here for four years. But, um, you know, I, going to Carolina, it's been a great fit for me, and I'm having a great time there. Yeah, we'll definitely ask you about Carolina here in just a minute. Just one more question about the trade. We had an article at The Athletic talking about uh, restricted free agents, guys that go to arbitration hearings, and they just don't seem to last that long with their current team once that happens. Did it seem like that was kind of the direction it had been going, you know, after those uh, two contract negotiations? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, this past summer I, I went through with the arbitration, and the, the summer before I, I flew down to Toronto and got ready for it, and we settled the night before. So, you know, kind of going through arbitration twice, you kind of get that feeling. And, you know, I, I definitely wanted to stay here. I, I loved it here in St. Louis, but um, it's a business, so I understood that. And um, it's just the way the way things were looking at that time. And um, so I kind of knew a, a trade was coming down the, the line. I just didn't know when or where to. So, um Obviously, I went to Carolina, and I'm having, I'm enjoying it. So you got, uh, you know, Rod the Bod Brindamore is your uh, your head coach, and uh, you know he's probably the best shape and, and one of the uh, you know most kind of intense competitive guys to to play the game. Uh, you go from Chief to another you know respected guy. Uh, what's uh, maybe the difference in in uh, you know Rod's uh, teachings, or is he kind of the the same uh, mentality as as Chief? Um, yeah, obviously two intense guys. Um, they're pretty similar, actually. Um, like you said, uh, <laughs> Rod's—he's a, a beast. He, I think he works so harder than any of us. Uh, but it's a guy that everyone respects and everyone listens to. So um, playing for him has been great so far, and he definitely brings the best out of every player. Um, he wants everyone to succeed, obviously. But um, little difference is—you know—Chief might be the the yelling type on the bench when Rod's more laid back, but. Um, you know, we have intense practices, and he wants us to bring that over into the game. And, you know, I, I think we have a good team here and a good coach, so we're looking forward to the rest of the season. So I know you used to strut around without a, a shirt on in the locker room quite a bit, but, uh, you know, does the uh, the coach having a, a better six-pack than you kind of <laughs> in, intimidate you a little bit? Uh, <laughs> I actually haven't got a good look yet, but I see his calves a lot, and those those are a lot bigger than mine, I'll tell you that. Uh, I didn't even know there was that many veins in your calves, so... Um, yeah, yeah, he's built like a brick house, and you can definitely tell why he played 20-some years in the league. Eddie, uh, you know, players that get traded, it takes them a little while to get acclimated. We've seen it here with a guy you got traded for. Justin Falk took him a while to kind of feel comfortable. Yourself, down in Carolina, good team, obviously a playoff team. Uh, as you try to kind of get ingratiated with the team, how long did that take until you really felt comfortable with your surroundings? Um, you know, obviously I got there – in preseason, so that gave me a couple of games to kind of get used to it. But I'd say it took me a week or two during the regular season. Uh, it's just kind of different D zone we play, a um, little bit different structure. But at the end of the day, I think just trying to get to know the guys as quick as you can. And once you know the guys, I feel like things translate onto the ice. So it was an easy dressing room to come into. It's a young young dressing room. So I was just telling Bear that 
you know, I felt like one of the, I feel like one of the older guys in Carolina when, you know, I still kind of felt like one of the younger guys in St. Louis. So that was kind of weird in my first few days, but I feel like, you know, it's a new opportunity for me to be a, a leader and it's a new challenge for me. And something Barrett's probably familiar with having uh, seen guys go through it. You know, us on the outside, we always wonder, when do you come back and kind of check out of your place and pack up your stuff? I mean, you get traded and you're on a flight to your new city and then probably not until the next time you get a break, like the All-Star break or something. Did you ever get a chance to just grab your belongings and shut the door back here in St. Louis? Um, Me personally, no, but, um, you know, I got that call about the trade and, Carolina said they wanted me on a flight that night so I had about five hours to pack and get out of there so I just took whatever I could and headed down to Carolina and then I flew my parents into St. Louis they kind of packed up my place cleaned up my apartment and put stuff in storage so all my stuff's in storage still in St. Louis (laughs) and then just the kind of the stuff I kind of wanted down in Carolina I had at Fab's Binner, Sandy they all went over to my place and kind of packed my truck up and then shipped my truck down so they definitely helped me out. So here you, you had a couple of roommates, I think. Uh, you know, how hard was it for uh, for you to say goodbye to those guys? And and uh, but I know you're getting to be doing golf trips and everything. But it's probably the you know the hardest thing is when you, you you leave guys that you've you've lived with and you know had every meal and you know nights out and and you know road trips. So what, what was it like to say goodbye to those guys? That was. By far the toughest part about, you know, that's the toughest part about being traded. You leave leave behind uh, some of your best friends, and um, it's obviously those friendships are bigger than hockey. They're going to be my lifelong friends, but it's definitely hard leaving them. Um, we we're actually playing an exhibition game that night, so a couple of them stopped on the way to the game, and you know, I had a beer with me, and you know, said their goodbyes. But I still haven't seen over half the team, so it'll be nice to catch up again. But. Um, you know, I was in the organization. I got drafted in 2011, so I spent my time here, met a lot of people, and a lot of good friends. So um, that was definitely tough. Eddie, the one thing is, you know, you won a Stanley Cup with this group. So there's a lot of guys who get traded that don't have that thing that kind of connects them and attaches them. I mean, you'll be coming back in 20 years for reunions for the Stanley Cup. That's got to be fun to look forward to that kind of stuff. Absolutely, yeah. It's, you know, you obviously look forward to that stuff, but. Uh, I still talk to the guys all the time. I text them, I Snapchat them. We're always communicating with each other, stay close, but uh, we definitely have that, have that extra special something. Mm-hmm. And do you pay attention a lot to what's going on with the St. Louis Blues? I know they traded one of your friends, Robbie Fabry, uh, earlier in the season. I'm sure you've been in touch with him. Uh, but it's been a pretty good season for the St. Louis Blues. I know it's probably tough to cut the cord a little bit, but you've got to move on. Uh, do you pay attention much? Uh, yeah, obviously I, I pay attention to Robbie in, in Detroit all the time. He's, he's doing a hell of a job there, but... Uh, I mean, I still follow you and Lou on, on Twitter, so I see everything that's going on. I, I know when they're practicing. I know everything. So um, I've, I definitely cut the cord, but it's definitely nice to catch up and see, see how your buddies are doing. Can you tell Barrett to follow me? Yeah, <laughs> I can't do that. No, that's the worst thing you just did, just tell him that you actually follow him on Twitter. Uh, you know, he's going to be you know, DMing you and all this stuff, whatever that means, but he's going to be all over you now. Ah, that's all right. As long as he doesn't put any bad tweets out about me, <laughs> you got to stay close, right? Yeah, exactly. Keep your enemies close. Yeah. So, uh, as you uh, look forward to uh, face off tonight against the St. Louis Blues and and facing them, you got to expect a big ovation from the crowd. Uh, you know, St. Louis since that parade just has been going uh, bonkers, Eddie. I'm sure you know it's a little hard to feel that when you're you're down in Carolina, uh, but you got to look forward to a great anticipation uh, from the crowd tonight. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Um, I don't really know what to expect. I know it's you know that the building's always loud, so uh, they, they definitely respect every player that comes back and plays. And you know, I saw the videos of when Patty came back, and um, it, I got chills watching that video. So I'm just excited for it. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a blur for me, but I'm going to try to soak it all in. If you reflect back to last year in the run, and obviously January 3rd is a date that everybody points to in terms of the turnaround, you know, the run you guys made, and then each playoff series, the Winnipeg, Dallas, you know, had a storyline, and it just kept building and building. What memory sticks out in your mind uh, when you think back to that run? Um, I'm just going to say the Gloria story, just because I was one of those five guys that was, you know, in that bar in Philly. Um, I think just the media team for the Blues and the whole city rallied around that song and they did a good job of getting that song out there and when you have something like that to build around kind of like the the surge down in Carolina last year um, gets everyone excited for games and you know you obviously want to win so um, looking back I'm definitely happy I was part of that glory of the crew and um, just the way that that song took off in this I guess the whole state and the whole league um, it's pretty special. A lot of Gloria tattoos out there. Did you get one? I was actually I was thinking about it all summer. I I drew up a couple tattoos. I don't know if I would have had Gloria in it, but maybe a little Stanley Cup ta- tattoo. But I didn't. No tattoos on me right now. So you just mentioned the uh, the surge down in Carolina. Um, you know, I don't know what your thoughts were. You know, going into it, and you know, if you if you thought it was kind of a cool or or maybe you know against tradition. But uh, what are your thoughts on it now? And you know, what uh, what kind of planning goes into that? You guys have like special team practices, or you you get it all organized? Um, yeah, I didn't really think much of it when I first went there, but um, after we did it a couple times, and you see how involved the fans are and how excited they get and you know you see that people are tweeting all the time they're trying to guess what the next surge is going to be um everyone's excited to see what it is so it just brings that extra excitement excitement when we win a game but um usually it's just the day you know after morning skates we'll just send a text out in the group chat say hey this is what we're doing tonight um we had the other night we had one out planned out for kobe bryant like everyone would be lined up as a 2-4 but we ended up losing that game and then Last night we we won and we did a Super Bowl one, so it's always fun. We keep it, you know, stuff that's going on today or whatever, and you know, all the fans love it. So why not? I've heard that some of the players they ask you guys to come up with them. Have you been put on the spot? Have you had to come up with one? And if so, what was uh, yours? No, I haven't came up with one. I've I've definitely thrown some ideas out there, and you know, it usually takes a couple guys to come up with them. It doesn't want one guy just doesn't want to do it himself so everyone kind of throws their options in there and we kind of just agree with that i'm not too picky joel edmondson of the carolina hurricanes he's back tonight for the blues game against the carolina hurricanes and uh, eddie uh, four goals i think uh, what are you 13 points i believe is that right (laughs) (laughs) this season Uh, just how are you fitting in on the ice with the carolina hurricanes they're in a wild card spot right now and trying to uh, stay in that playoff picture uh yeah it's been a good fit so far um Obviously, uh, we lost our, our all-star defenseman, Dougie Hamilton, so that opened up another spot. And we got six healthy defensemen right now who have been playing really good hockey. So um, I'm just trying to you know, bring my game down there, obviously chip in offensively whenever I can. That's, that's not my main objective, but um, play solid defensively. And you know, I'm just trying to be that physical presence out there that they might have been lacking the past few years, but it's been a good fit so far.
We always say a trade kind of, I would say, jolts a guy, but it's pretty eye-opening. Did that do anything for your career? Not that you weren't playing well here in St. Louis, but did it give you a little bit of a boost or chip on your shoulder? Yeah, you you always have a chip on your shoulder. And, you know, I got traded in the WHL back in the day, and my season took off after I got traded. So I was definitely looking forward to the trade because of those reasons. But um, I don't think I've switched my game at all. Um, I definitely have a little chip on my shoulder, and I'm looking forward to bringing it into the game tonight. Going from uh, from the Western Conference over to the Eastern Conference, uh, you know, lots of times during the season you, you play teams and they look a little bit different. But what's the uh, you know the biggest difference that you see uh, between the two uh, you know sides of the uh, of the country? Um, well, I still believe that the West is bigger, heavier. Um, I've had I think every team in the West I have you know I have battles with. So um, just facing new teams every night. Um, you just start to build those those hatreds towards other teams. Like, you know, we have a big rivalry with Washington. So those games you get up for, those are sort of like the St. Louis-Nashville or St. Louis-Chicago, whatever you want. But uh, just new rivalries, new players you see every night. So it's been a good change, but um, it's nice to see or play against, you know, everyone in the league now. So some of the guys on your team, too, you, you kind of go in and, you know, you different guys you really appreciate a little bit more when you when you play with them uh who are some of the guys on the on the canes that that maybe you didn't really think were you know that elite and and maybe just do little things that you're impressed with there's a there's a lot of guys um it's a team that you don't really hear much of if you're if you're in the west um they kind of fly under the radar but you know on the back end uh slavin hamilton pesh those guys are high-end defensemen that you don't really hear much of uh, Slavin's. He might be one of the best defensive defensemen I've ever played with, and just the way he skates. Um, Dougie's having a, had a career year up until his injury. He's, you know, he's seemed like he was scoring a goal or getting multiple points every night. And then Pesh, he fly. He just flies under the radar. He's solid defensively, but he'll chip in offensively. So those three guys on the back end, and then up front, um, Sveshnikov. You see, he's 19, 20 years old. He's a special player, so he's going to be he'll be there for a long time. And then one guy is Teravinen. He's you don't really see he doesn't really stand out out there, but just the little plays he makes, the little saucer passes. He's he's a hell of a player, and it's really fun to watch. Kind of a fun thing doing this podcast with Barrett is that uh, you know his career he got to play with a lot of you guys that we interview the David Prons and, and now yourself. Obviously, he was towards the tail end of his career when you were coming up. Uh, just what did you see in Barrett being around him in the locker room, and what did you kind of take from him and kind of apply to your own career? Uh, just around the locker room, he just presented himself as you know a nice guy, but he was definitely there for business. Um, and then you know on the ice. Him blocking shots, playing hard every single night. Um, something I looked at when I, when I was a prospect, trying to trying to crack the Blues. Um, obviously, I knew his you know his career was coming to an end just because of the age, and so I knew like they might need that. So I kind of kind of build my game around what he was trying to do: play physical and block shots. So he was he was old. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's pretty much what I said. Yeah. <laughs> And by the way, thanks for taking my job and making me and my family uh, move to Nashville. But uh, no, it's it's always fun, uh, you know, watching young guys and especially with how hard you play. And um, but yeah, it's you know, at the end of your career, you know, 
there's a good young prospect and, and you might be the guy that was going but I definitely saw that in you and uh, uh, it was hard to, to pack up but knowing that passing the reins on to you was uh, was pretty cool for me yeah it didn't sit very well with me when I, when I saw you were gone but uh, I definitely appreciate that and it was, I definitely looked up to you yeah well, what is that like because this guy is a you know, a legend here for his work ethic and his uh, professionalism. And obviously, you know, rosters evolve and, and things change. But here you are, you wish the best for uh, Barrett, but at the same time you're trying to fight for a roster spot at that time. Yeah, I mean, hockey's a business. Obviously, it would have been awesome to play with him. Um, but I was just doing everything I could to make it an NHL. Um, I didn't know I was be taking his spot. <laughs> but I was just doing everything I could to, to play in St. Louis, whatever it took. And so you said your folks are going to be at the game tonight. Uh, they, boy, they travel all over the place. They, uh, they were in Winnipeg. I remember. I think they were like the only two Blues jerseys in the yeah. entire uh, wide up and whiteout in uh, Winnipeg. That, that support from those two has to be uh, amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I just had them down in Carolina for Christmas. Had my brother down there too. So it'll be nice to see them again um, tonight. Uh, haven't seen them yet, but um, they're definitely. They definitely like to travel and watch their, their son play hockey. Uh, I think last year they only missed four or five playoff games out of, what, what did we play, 25, 26? Yeah, which is, which is crazy. They traveled to Dallas, San Jose, Boston, obviously. They were everywhere. So the support, um, you know, I can definitely tell they're proud of me, and I just try to do everything I can to make them happy. And I know they like to drive, too. They don't try to make that drive from Canada to Carolina, do they? Uh, they've done it before, yeah. They've done it already, but um, I think that's the last time they'll do that. Uh, they said the drive down wasn't too bad, but the drive back was <laughs> it got pretty long. Well, I, I think your dad enjoys his beers too, so I'm sure you might have been uh, leaving Carolina, with, uh, you know, with a little hangover. But uh, yeah, the support of your parents is, is pretty cool, and to share all that experience with them last year. Uh, you know, growing up in uh, in Brandon, playing the Western League and all that, you know, it really shaped my my career. And 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 there was always you know a couple players or a couple coaches that really you know helped me out along the way. So. Is there anybody that's maybe in the league now that uh, uh, that you played with in junior that you know were, were kind of a guy that pushed you, or, or maybe a coach that uh, uh, really you felt that you got your your biggest kind of uh, you know push or, or you know advice from? Yeah, I think uh, you know one of my favorite coaches in the WHL was Mike Stuthers, who he's a coach in the AHL for the Ontario Reign right now, and he was that intense guy, kind of like Barube. Um Really hard nose, but uh, you know he was a tough guy in the NHL for years. So he respected the way I played, and he just wanted he pushed everyone to be the best. And I just remember how how hard his practices were. And uh, if you got through one of his practices, you're kind of you're kind of happy to just get that over with. So so he he definitely pushed me to be, get better. And obviously playing in the WHL, um, I think I think that was the right choice for me. Um, I think uh, just the fighting aspect. I think that's what really started to get me noticed. Um, my agent did a good job of telling me, maybe pick a fight with this guy. He's a you know he's a high prospect. So you know that night I went out and dropped the gloves with that guy and did a good job. And my you know my rank went up. So just little things like that that you probably can't do in college. Um, so I definitely think the WHL was the right route for me. Yeah, I was you know kind of the same way. I guess I wasn't known for my offensive ability, but uh, the Western League, just how tough it was, and you know the travel, and it was probably the, the closest thing to professional hockey, and and what you know you kind of have to go through the grind. So uh, it was definitely a, you know a, a good good path for you and uh, and myself. 
As we wrap up here with uh, Joel Edmondson, first, Joel, we, uh, we appreciate you joining us on uh, We Went Blues. When that bus, the Carolina Hurricanes bus, leaves the hotel tonight and heads over for uh, warm-ups uh, and you drive down Market Street, is that going to bring back a lot of great memories, I would assume so? Absolutely. Every time I drive down that street or think of that street, I'll, I'll just picture a million Blues fans and just going nuts. So uh, that was probably the best day of my life during that parade. Um, might have had a, too, a few too many beers, but uh, <laughs> uh, it was definitely a great time, and there's some special memories. Not enough beers that you decided to get a tattoo, though. No, no I guess not. It's, uh, I think Sunquist did that for us. Yeah, I yeah. think he did. I think yeah. he did. Have you seen it? I've seen it, yeah. I think him and a, a couple of his buddies back home just had a few beers one night and all got glory on their arms. <laughs> hey, thanks for the time. We appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good seeing you. That's Carolina Carolina Hurricanes defenseman Joel Edmondson, the former Blue. Wish him luck. He'll always be a part of uh, St. Louis sports history, winning that Stanley Cup with the St. Louis Blues. We hope you enjoyed episode number 36 of We Went Blues. For Barrett Jackman and myself, Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic St. Louis, please uh, listen to us each and every week on TheAthletic.com. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks.